Welcome to Admit, Deny, Waitlist, the new podcast from the College Counselors at Kentucky Country Day. I'm Danny Easley. And I'm Derry Pickin. In today's episode, we interview four of our own KCD teachers to learn about the college process when they applied. We see the process has changed over time and discover a few pieces of advice for seniors unsure of their college decision. Enjoy. I'm Mary Clay Edinger. I'm an, a KCD alum. I graduated from KCD in 2006. Then I went to Davidson College in North Carolina. I graduated from Davidson in 2010, and then I came back to KCD to teach 8th grade English, which I'm still doing 10 years later. Hi, this is Amy Elliott. Um, I teach upper school mathematics, and I went to Wake Forest University. Hi, my name is David Oppel, and I teach psychology and history at KCD, and I went to Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. Hi, I'm Brian Wagner. I teach computer science here at KCD, and I went to Vanderbilt, undergraduate in engineering. Admit or deny that the college search process was stressful. Um, I admit that the college search was a bit stressful. I think my experience was a little bit different because I definitely was focusing on finding an athletic team that fit the academic um, needs that I wanted. Um, So I think trying to find that balance was difficult, but at the same time, it did help narrow down things really quickly. But overall, you know, my my theory still holds that I really think that I could have gone to a different school and been very happy and very successful and done just as well. Um, I think it's you do need to pick some main areas that you need to focus on if you want a big school, small school location. But I do think that some people are so stressed about the perfect college, and I don't necessarily think there is one. I think you, it's about what you make of the experience. So it definitely was stressful, but if kids can understand and parents that I don't think there's a one and done that you know you have to get into this one school um, I think that makes the process hopefully less stressful for families. Uh, I deny that the college search was stressful. I didn't. I didn't do hardly anything. I guess I wrote some essays and filled in some forms, but no, I don't remember it being stressful at all. I will admit that it was stressful, but I was really excited about it, so that made it a little bit less stressful. I think my parents wanted me to be more stressed about it than I was. They wanted me to consider all my options and um, look at a broad range of things. And once I realized I wanted to play field hockey in college that, and I wanted to play Division One, that helped me narrow it down a little bit. Um, so for me, my I had a short list mm-hmm. by, I think, probably halfway through my junior year. Um, and then when it came time to apply, I knew I wanted to apply early to Davidson, and then I got in. And so I was done with the whole thing kind of early Mm -hmm. and we also I think they would probably admit that um, they started the process with me maybe a little bit too early I think maybe my enthusiasm wore off by the time that it really kind of mattered right Um, so that was maybe that's they did not do that with my brothers I admit that the college search for me was stressful as well Um, I think perhaps the biggest stress was something that we are lucky here at KCD to not deal with and that I had very little direction on how to go about narrowing down my search, what colleges to look for. Um, I knew academics was very important to me and I wanted a good academic school, 
and I somehow limited myself to the center of the country, um, and I think that was kind of artificial. And, you know, I was from Topeka, Kansas, and I ended up going to San Antonio, Texas, which was a long way away, and I don't know, and I was very happy at Trinity, but I don't know that I should have limited myself to the parameters that I limited myself to. Admit or deny that you took full advantage of your college experience. You know, I don't think I took full advantage. I, I always tell people that the worst thing I ever did was graduate because, it, uh, you know, college is, is, is awesome and, and you, you learn so much, but you're also around just wonderful friends that you're, you're meeting and, and interacting with. So, so I wish I could have kept going for much longer. I uh, probably should have studied a little harder and played a little less, but, you know, it is what it is. I admit that I took full advantage of my college experience. Um, I definitely enjoyed um, playing field hockey in college and taking classes at the same time. Um, at Wake Forest, we had to take a lot of requirements before you can kind of delve into what you wanted to do. So I was had to take you know Spanish and history and things that I knew I may not major in or, or take multiple classes in. But it was very interesting. Um, there were some classes that I don't I wouldn't have taken that I'm glad that I did take. Um, other than that, I mean, my, my experience was very um, regimented. Do you mean so? I I had to make sure that I went to class and that I practiced and I had to do my homework, or we went on road trips and I had to make sure I brought my homework and got that done. So I didn't have time to almost not take advantage of it. I pretty much had to, which was a good thing because it really kept me kind of in line. Um, but there was still time to have fun and to you know go to different events and experiences. And um, I, you know, I look back and think I kind of took advantage of everything I could have. I admit and deny that I took full advantage of my college experience. I think in many ways I did take advantage in many areas of my college experience. I think so I went in as a I was I had been a debater in high school and thought I was into political science and when I got into that I realized that really to understand political science you had to understand history. And so I started majoring in history. Um, and I didn't decide until the summer between my sophomore and junior year that, well, now I'm going, I guess I'll be a history teacher. So it was definitely a process of taking advantage of many opportunities on campus while I was there. Many. However, uh, I didn't join a fraternity until my end of my sophomore year. And um, I think I could have been part of that community sooner had I known that that maybe was an option? I took full advantage of um, getting to know people and learning about their life experiences and um, broadening my horizons in terms of like studying abroad and getting involved with different groups that I wouldn't have ever been a part of except for I made this random friend and she wanted to start a group and so she asked me to do it and I was happy to do it. But I will deny that um, especially my freshman year, I took full advantage of the small class sizes and the one-on-one -on -one teacher attention that I could have gotten. Um, I think my grades would have been, they weren't horrible. Mm -hmm. um, although I did flunk calculus, I'm gonna be honest about that. <laughs> um, and that wasn't for lack of trying, like, I did try. But I think if I had realized earlier that I really needed help, um, and if I had realized that asking for help wasn't a bad thing to do, 
then I think I could have taken better advantage of that professor's willingness to help me. And I didn't go, I didn't really start going to see him in earnest until, um, it was, it was too late. Mm -hmm. I was a lost cause. So that's interesting because um, what you were talking about, I, I see, I, d- I did that too, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of students do that as well. Like, they have this idea, especially here at KCD, this idea that, um, like, college is the end yes, goal. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say too. And mm-hmm. so they work so hard and they stress out about stuff, and everything is working towards, like, their kind of education is working towards this goal, yeah. this end result of getting into a certain college. That sometimes I think they miss out on, on yeah. ex- enjoying their high school yes. experience as well. But then when they get to college, it's kind of this sigh of relief, like, okay, I've made it. Yeah. Now, like, I'm going to do this other stuff that I didn't, or I'm not going to take advantage of what's mm-hmm. here in college. or And because they've made, they've hit this goal, right? That yeah. was like their, their, their finish line. And then they you know, at the end of their freshman year, they're like, oh man, I need to, I didn't do so well. I need to like take advantage of all these opportunities and all of these like resources that are here. And it sneaks up on you. Like I remember halfway through the, my first semester, I didn't get, (laughs) this is so silly. I didn't get like a teacher comment. And I was like, well, how do I know how I'm doing? You know? And (laughs) and so then my friend was like, genius, look at your grades. Like, (laughs) I was like, oh no. Admit or deny that you experienced failure in college. I will admit that I experienced failure in college. I did not take chemistry in high school and was in the choirs. uh, And the choirs just didn't allow my schedule to take chemistry. So then I took chemistry my sophomore year of college and I was in class with all of these pre-med majors, and I was in over my head. And, um, and my son would love this because he is a chemistry major. And I was sinking, and so I dropped the class and ran my first marathon instead, and it was the <laughs> best decision I ever made. What's interesting is, is I admit that I also fail, had experienced failure in college with chemistry as well. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually fail the class, but I will say by far it was the hardest I worked for a C in my entire life. Um, and I was, when I went into college speaking about majors, I thought like, oh, I might want to be a teacher because my parents were educators, or I want to be a doctor because my, my brother was going to med school and just always looked up to him. Well, once I took chemistry my freshman fall, it was out. So I knew pre-med was kind of off the table, which, was, which I guess is a good thing. But same thing. I mean, that was, I mean, I still remember to this day almost all the classes. Like, I don't forget, I forget what the content was, but I remember just, just working so hard and going to see the teacher and just working harder than I ever had imagined and getting a C and being like, oh, my heavens, this is ridiculous. So absolutely, yeah. But I think that's a, I mean, it's a great thing, you know what I mean? Because it definitely... It just teaches you maybe what you're interested or not interested about, and it just shows you that hey, you know, you can have you can be talented in many areas, but you're not going to be able to win them all. Right. So, yeah. I will go ahead and admit that I experienced <laughs> a lot of failure in college, and it was by far the best thing that ever happened to me, ever. Um, I learned more from flunking calculus than any other class I've ever taken in my entire life, and it took me probably. Uh, five more years to figure out all of the things that I had learned from that and I think I'm still figuring out things I learned from that Um, it helped me to 
I'm a much more compassionate person, and I thought I was already a compassionate person. Um, but I always thought that people failed something just because they didn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and failing calculus after, ad- admittedly, I did not go to see my professor for help in the way that I should have. And I didn't want to admit to my friends that I was failing. I learned from that to ask for help early, and that's something um, that I try to do in all aspects of my life now, and I don't think I ever would have learned that if I hadn't failed calculus. Um, You know, I could have done a lot better. Um, Engineering school, uh, I, yeah, I was sort of at that B-minus range where I probably should have been more in the B-plus range. Uh, but I goofed off a lot. I, I skipped a lot of like 8 a.m. classes. Don't do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, Thursday nights happens to be a good night to go out. Uh, don't do that either. <laughs> yeah, that 8 a.m. bell comes ringing pretty earlier and earlier. Every Absolutely. <laughs> Admit or deny that you were always happy with your decision. I will deny that. I was not always happy with it. Uh, failing calculus was really hard. <laughs> um, so, and I, there, I wasn't playing, I wasn't getting as much playing time as I had wanted. Um, and I'd had a, um, a scholarship offer at St. Louis University, which is a very different kind of school, um, in lots of ways. And I picked Davidson, um, because it, I thought that I would be happier there if I got injured or something, I just thought that the school was a better fit um, academically and just in like culturally and location and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I remember looking a couple different times, especially during my freshman year, about how to transfer. Um, I didn't, obviously, and I, I never followed through. With, I never submitted anything or anything, but I, but I looked at it. Um, and just looking at it made me feel better, like remembering that there that, that was an option. Um, ultimately, I stayed, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, but there were definitely, I think there are growing pains no matter where you go, especially if you loved your high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I obviously loved mm-hmm. my high school. So um, it made that transition. Leaving was very sad. I didn't, I didn't like leaving KCD. Um, and then I felt disappointed with, you know, how I was performing academically and how I was performing athletically. And so I did, I did think about transferring, but ultimately was happy I stayed. I'm going to deny that I was always happy with my college decision. Um, when I went all the way down from Topeka, Kansas to San Antonio, Texas, that was a long way away. I'd never been that far away from home. And I was very homesick my freshman year. And, um, I didn't even think that part of my process through. For me, and in the end, it it was maybe a good decision to go to Trinity, but I was not really thinking about all parts of the college experience. I was thinking about, you know, my school, Trinity, being academic and being a good experience academically and, and all this, and all that was true. But I underestimated the feeling of the distance away from home that I was. I have to admit that I really was always happy with my decision. Um, I think I wound up being happier than I even knew. Um, when I went to Wake Forest, at least when I grew up in New York, like that was not something on the radar of anybody's school list, you know, 30 years ago. 
Um, but I really, when I went on campus, I fell in love with it, and I really liked the coach and some of the players. Um, and I look back and realize now how lucky, in a sense, I feel like I was to be able to get that sort of education and that athletic experience, um, and it just kind of fell the way it fell. Um, I, I do. Th- I mean, I was happy with the whole thing, but I, I do think I had another school that I was looking at, James Madison University. I do think if I went there, I think I would have been happy as well. I, I do think it's so much of what you make of the experience. I think there's some major, like I said, core things that you need to have, whether you're a big school, small school. Like I wanted to be in the South, so I wanted to be somewhere in North Carolina-ish. But I think a lot of it's going to be what you make of your experience there. Yeah, I had a blast at Vandy. And uh, probably the most exciting thing is I met my wife there. And uh, and then we got married right out of college. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Admit or deny that the process has changed a lot since you went to college. Uh, it's definitely changed a lot. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. I, I think that it's a lot more stressful on the kids now. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's a lot more competitive now than, than it ever was when when I was when I was getting ready for school. Uh, I don't really remember my daughter so much trying to fill out college stuff because you know she was always on top of stuff like that. But my son, different story. Uh, it took a little bit more nudging, and um, and he got it in, and uh, and and he's at U of L right mm-hmm. now. Studying engineering. All right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> a lot of the discussion that, that happened at our house was about how to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, think that's a, I think that's a very, very important decision that, that kids need to make with their parents. I honestly think that a kid's happiness when they are 22, getting out of college, has a lot to do with whether or not they're sitting on a whole bunch of debt. Okay, because if you got like a hundred thousand dollars in debt, yeah, that's like a nine hundred dollar a month payment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things that I could spend nine hundred dollars a month on, <laughs> more than thinking about how great of a time I had at what's at what college. You mm-hmm. know, I I think the admissions process was definitely different for me. Number one, back in the eighties, we took. We all took the ACT or the SAT one time and never thought twice about taking it again. Never thought about the benefit of taking a class to help your score. And the landscape is totally different now and more competitive. Uh, The opportunities for my children that they had locally to go, my daughter went to the University of Cincinnati, goes to the University of Cincinnati and she got in-state tuition because she was in a county that bordered on the Ohio River, and the University of Cincinnati gave in-state tuition. And, you know, she goes to a good school for a pretty inexpensive price. My son uh, was a governor scholar in, in the state of Kentucky, and that also was a strong draw for him to stay around here. And while he didn't go to a state school, he went to center, Center gave him a, a big tuition break because he had been a governor's scholar. Now it's time for the special segment of our program called Wait List. 
Wait. List the three best classes you took in college. I took a class on Zen Buddhism. That was kind of neat. The class that I loved the most um, was Literary Analysis with Onita Vaz Hooper. And she locked her door at the start of class. And if you weren't there, you couldn't come in. So I learned discipline in that class um, in a way that I really could have benefited from a little bit more maybe in calculus. I really enjoyed, I had a women's studies class for English. Um, just really liked the teacher, really enjoyed the books. And I majored in math, but I minored in psychology and sociology because I just loved the classes. So I mean, any of those psych classes I love, we had um, like deviant behavior was one of probably my favorite um, psychology classes. That's a, that, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does, <laughs> I know. I learned a lot in that class. Modern European history, which is what I took and that really made me decide that is history is my area. That's what I want to study. Um, my professor was Jewish. Uh, he had some ho- some Holocaust um, survivors in his family, um, and uh, he just was a dynamic professor, and I even babysat his kids. And My senior design project was a lot of fun. Uh, we built a talking Simon game. That was kind of fun. And then the other one was a senior seminar I took on um, Southern Lit, and we went to Flannery O'Connor's house in um, Milledgeville, Georgia. I know. Yeah, so my dream is to someday teach Flannery O'Connor and take a bunch of kids to Milledgeville (laughs) because it's awesome. Um, One of mine was an acting class, but it's because Muggsy Bogues was in my class, so it was really (laughs) cool because he was coming back from the NBA when he was old to get tired. But that was pretty fun and something I would not have taken if I didn't have to. Several of the classes that I took when I studied abroad in Vienna, I took an Austrian art and architecture class, and we went to these places where we were studying the art and the architecture. Wait, list three pieces of advice you would give to seniors upon graduation from high school. Definitely for seniors upon graduation, I think the first piece of hit a little bit, but I wouldn't stress so much about where you're going. Do you mean like just wherever you decided on, it's going to be a great experience. You just got to make it a great experience. You know, it's, it's controlling the things you can control and your attitude and what you're going to take and, and how hard you're going to work. No matter what school you go to, it's going to be awesome. You know, you are going to meet the best friends you've ever had and you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff and, and, and it's going to be great. And you're going to have your unique college experience um, and I feel like you'll get your unique college experience wherever you go, and, and it'll be just fine. Don't be afraid to do something just because you're worried you're going to fail it, because you can learn more from that failure than anything else. If you're like what, who I was, I was pretty type A in high school, and, and college forces you to loosen up in many ways. I was in a freshman boy's dorm, and thought I was going to go to bed at a certain time. (laughs) And that was not going to happen. So I would say wait and think about any 8 a.m. classes because in college, 8 a.m. is like 5.30 or 6 a.m. So uh, that was a rude awakening for me. Wait, list three areas of personal growth you experienced in college definitely grew in terms of I think self-acceptance like realizing that there were things that it was okay if I wasn't perfect 
being able to own a personal mistake with a relationship or a personal mistake with something academically related. Um, so I think that was a big one. I fell in love with my wife. Does that count? That counts. Yeah, so, so there. Wait, list the key deciding factors that were important for you in choosing your college. One of my deciding factors was I wanted a smaller school. Um, I didn't, and I actually went to a public school of like 1,600 kids. So it wasn't that I had gone to a KCD where I was used to that environment, but I did know when I went there and the class sizes were, you know, the biggest class was like 35 freshman seminar. I knew for me, I would be much more in tune in class if I was held accountable by the teachers and it was smaller class sizes. Um, I feel like I knew I was going to be gone from class a lot too, that it might be easier to have better relationships with the professors um, being in a small school. For me, a small college was fabulous. I got to know my professors. They were more accessible. Uh, When I started teaching, some of my history professors were still open and willing to talk to me about teaching ideas and history ideas. Um, and those connections have been invaluable in my life. Okay, so so first off, you got to know a little bit about me. At the time, I was at boarding school in Switzerland, in Europe. So, um, you know, I, I kind of didn't get to go, like, check out colleges like everybody else went and checked out colleges. Um so oddly enough, my parents sent me, this was senior year, they, they sent me on a plane by myself to go check out three colleges during spring break. So basically, you know, I hopped the pond to go see three colleges. I went to University of Texas, looked around. It was fine, you know, big buildings. Um, and I went, I, oh, I went to Rose Holman because that's where my dad went. Um, and it was also fine. But then I went to Vanderbilt, and remember, this was like spring break, and they were having this big festival out on Alumni Lawn called Rites of Spring, and they had like a giant stage, and they had like a Jimmy Buffett band playing up there, and people were all sitting out in the sun wearing their sunglasses and pretty girls around, and that was was the end of that decision, (laughs) okay? That's it for episode two. Thanks for tuning in. Join us next time on Admit, Deny, Waitlist.